all I had was annoying the shit out of my fiance who we were trapped in a house together. Uh, and I was wearing her patience then rightfully so. And yeah, I was just like, okay, well is the world over and is it time for me to just go, you know? But also like we were, in, we are still, but at the time we were engaged. Uh, and I was like, oh no, it's not me anymore. You know? So I was like, I don't, I can't put that burden burden on. So I'm, I'm such a people pleaser that I'm like, I can't even kill myself because I don't want to hurt. I don't want to like bring that burden on someone else. So now I'm like, fuck, now I can never die. <laughs> hey there, I've been better listeners. It's me, your host, Susan Youngstead. We are back after a brief hiatus from recording. August was a busy month for Josh and I personally, and we also wanted just some downtime in between seasons. I'm sure y'all get it if you are living the life that we're living, that things have been really heavy lately and somehow very, very busy, you know, despite or maybe in spite of what's going on in our country and across the globe right now. And I personally have been feeling burnt out. You know, the work that I do can be heavy. And so we just needed a little bit of a break, but we're back and I'm excited to be here. If you are a new listener, welcome. We're happy to have you here. A little bit about I've Been Better is I've Been Better is a podcast where we turn on the mic for others to share their stories. Our goal is to provide interview style conversations where we talk about the hard shit and we take away the stigma around not being okay. And if you haven't already, please follow us on social media at I've Been Better.pod. That's I've Been Better.pod on Instagram and Facebook. We don't have a Twitter, probably will never have a Twitter, so don't look for us there. In today's episode, I wanted to give a little pre-intro, which is something I was doing a little while back and stopped doing, but I want to go back to that here because our guest will be discussing some difficult topics, including struggles with mental health and thoughts of suicide, and we would like to preface the start of season four with this message. If you or anyone you know is struggling, please know you are not alone, and we encourage you to get help. Please visit www.nami.org. That's www.nami.org to learn more about how to help yourself or others if you are in need. If you are in a crisis, please contact 911 or go to your closest emergency room and contact your local supports. You can look at Psychology Today for therapy resources or many other therapy resources online, Then we'd be happy to link those in today's show notes. As always, please take care of yourself today and always. Now let's get talking with our guest, Spencer Bland. Hey, hey, welcome back to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. We are now in season four, which is super exciting for me. We are climbing up the charts with listeners. So thank you so much if y'all are sharing them with your neighbors, your friends, your family, your dog sitter, your cat sitter, whoever, um, even share them with your dog. I don't know if all those downloads count, but we'll count them. Today, we have a long-awaited guest who... We have been working to get him on our podcast for quite some time, but he is a busy, busy man. Uh, so today, we'll just jump right into that. Uh, welcome, Spencer. Hey. Hey. Uh, so welcome to Spencer Bland, a.k.a. Spencer Spicy. That's me. Yeah. Spencer has his own podcast that I'm going to go ahead and plug right now because it's one of my favorite podcasts, and hopefully it will be one of yours. Yeah. It is called Bopper Flop. And it's about uh, music and rating whether that song was a bop or a flop. And it's a lot of fun to listen to. And it's a new party game. 
yeah, it's yeah, it's stupid how people enjoy this thing that I have made with my best friend, but it's awesome. I mean, it's very. I will say it helps a lot of my mental health. It's a lot for, a lot of positive affirmation that people like this <laughs> uh, this podcast so much. But yeah, I, it's stupid that people like it. I mean, it's like I didn't obviously didn't make something with the intention of people not liking right. it. Right. But you're just like podcasts are such an oversaturated market that you're just like I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I would hope so, right? Because yeah. like you said, if you don't like it, please don't like guarantee that you're going to become Brene Brown's podcast or yeah. My Favorite Murder or some of these other Gosh, world-renowned. Insane. Right? Wouldn't that be great? Let's go to Iceland and yeah. do a tour because that's what these people do. Yeah. A little more about Spencer, and then I'll let him dive in to tell us about himself. So Spencer is a comedian and podcaster here in Raleigh. He is also a business owner for a video production company called Bland Creative if anyone's in the market. Yeah, what's up? I am cheap because I have bills to pay, so I'll do pretty much anything for <laughs> And a money. wedding to pay for. Yeah, oh God, please don't remind me. Uh, Spencer <laughs> uh, has some great connections with comics like Shane Torres, um, and he also travels around Raleigh doing comedy shows, so please check him out. Um, yeah, and you know, I've been to some of Spencer's comedy shows as well as with his co-host of the podcast and his good friend Jordan and they're very funny so please feel free to check them out we'll plug the podcast and the website and everything in the show notes yeah thank you for that that's yeah it's great yeah we uh I've been doing comedy for a long time yeah Uh, I only consider like I only say like three years um but I mean I did my first like open mic in 2011 wow quit a few times Oddly enough, for for mental health reasons. Yes. Well, yeah. I, I think anyone who listens to comedy podcasts, they all talk about that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, uh, what's, I mean, do you know who Gary Goldman is or have you heard of him? I've heard of him. He's very open about his depression. There's a lot of, a lot of comics which are open about depression, obviously, but he, I think it's called The Big Sad. Yes. I think that's yes. what it is, but yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's awesome. I, at one point in my life, I thought I was going to start a podcast just for comedians to talk about mental health called you getting sad. Uh, and then I I never did that. (laughs) One day Um, you have time. Maybe I'll, maybe it'll be a a small, it'll be the the therapy portion of bopper flop episodes. (gasps) Yes. A podcast within a podcast. I love Um, that therapy corner. Therapy corner. Yeah. (laughs) Spencer, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, uh, let's see. I was born and raised in Raleigh. I was a weird little chunky kid. And (laughs) then uh, I went to college, uh, not where I wanted to go. And that uh, like shaped a lot of how my college experience went, I think, because I didn't, I never wanted to be there. Um, not college in general, just that specific college. It was ECU. Um, wow. Because my whole family is from Greenville and a small town near Greenville called Little Washington, which mm-hmm. is really just called Washington. They just add a little to it because it's so small. <laughs> um, we need to let people know it's tiny. It's small, yeah. I actually like Little Washington more than Greenville because Greenville is just a gross little college town that's like full of bars. I will say they've like, done a lot to the downtown and changed it a bunch but anywho you know i haven't been back to greenville since my freshman year oh, of college it doesn't even look remotely close <laughs> they have like yeah it's crazy it's like a kitschy little downtown now they've like they have like they have a, like it's they have a store that only sells waffles so it's like well okay yeah it's crazy um that that's a business and also that it's in greenville north carolina but regardless yeah uh, i've always i've always wanted to be a performer or just someone that is remembered or or will be remembered um as a kid i was like telling i remember one time my dad told me about how uh 
I went to the bathroom at this restaurant we were in at the beach and I was gone for a while and like he just thought I was pooping but he obviously <laughs> had to go check and I was like doing I was like standing on there's like a little bench in the bathroom and I was just like telling jokes to all these like old men in the bathroom and I that like, is the cutest thing I like garnered an audience in this random seafood restaurant's bathroom um <laughs> God knows what jokes I was telling but how old do you think you are uh I mean I would have been like probably six or seven. Oh my gosh yeah I was young, young. So you were a precocious little kid yeah 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 which is crazy because I mean I was definitely like I was wild uh as you know I was like always you know skateboarding and like lighting things on fire and like just like fall I mean like when jackass became a thing like when we were like I was like <laughs> I don't know, like 10 or 11 when that started becoming like a, a phenomenon. I was like, well, I need to do this. I need to be the next BAM. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, lo- I mean, BAM Margera is why it's why I got into skateboarding and why I got into Jackass, which wow. is funny because he's not doing so great. I don't know if you know much about him. No, but I can imagine he's not doing Very great. into drugs. Like all the Jackass dudes for the most part have gotten clean and BAM unfortunately is not. Oh, no. uh, but there's a video of him last week that circulated of him skating and you could just tell that he looked happy hmm. and people were like, dude, just leave this guy on a skateboard and that's how I'll get clean, which is true. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I've always been like a crazy little kid. I've always loved stand-up comedy. Like I grew up listening to like Robin Williams and Steve Martin and all that stuff. Um, like I, I've always been a big guy. Uh, for those of you who don't know me physically, I'm like, I'm tall and like thick and you large. You take up some space. Yes. I, I garner attention when I walk in a room. Yeah. Uh, so I've been told I don't like it personally, but that's just, that's my body. Um, <laughs> And yep, and sorry, my mom is calling me, and I will call her back. I'm sure. Hi, mom. Yeah, hello, Adele. Hey, Adele. Um, yeah, I've just yeah. Oh gosh, hold on, I'm gonna get this back because I have a terrible ADD brain, and I was a big person. You did. It's it's okay. You're fine. We can cut this. I hate my brain. You don't have to cut it. You can say show how my thought process. But anyway, yeah, I've always been like a crazy kid. Um, you take up a lot of space when you walk in, and you don't like it. Yeah, so um, which is crazy that I've chosen to try to make my life as a person who's on stage and even taller. No, um, it makes sense, right? What are you in control of? That and that's it. Yeah, how people look at you. I've just always been so like I don't know. It doesn't. I don't. I have no idea if it boils down to this. Um, but it's like my parents got divorced when I was young. I was the youngest. My sister's four years older than me. She is a popular girl. She. Okay. She, she was the cool girl. Yeah, she was out doing stuff. She had the cool car. She had all the hot boyfriends. Like she was like, <laughs> she was doing it. She played sports. She cheerleaded. Like she at one point dyed her hair and looked like Britney Spears. Like Whoa. all my friends were like, "Your sister's hot," you know, like oh, the worst. Yeah, and like I was just like, I wasn't short, but I was like, I didn't hit, I didn't grow until like sophomore year of high school. I was just this like, this like chubby kid who was like mediocre at skateboarding <laughs> and like hated himself because he was chunky. And then, like, covered up for it by being funny. Very yeah. classic fat kid, funny fat kid story. Um, did theater in high school. But, like, if I've always, like, I've always wanted to be somebody. Like, whether that was an astronaut when I was a kid or also at one point I wanted to be a T-Rex, which when I learned that was physically <laughs> impossible was a real shock to the system. Um, yeah, and then, like, around college, I was like, well, I'm here. I need to make the best of it. I started doing stand-up comedy. That was going great. And then, uh, you know, after trying and failing like three different times, I actually moved to New York City. I moved to New York, did stand up there for like a year and a half. Wow. Got absolutely dunked on by the insane meat grinder that is New York City mm-hmm. and the comedy scene. Um, 
just like gained a ton of weight, was in a terrible mental health position. I'd never even remotely considered therapy. I knew it was a thing because at one point in high school, my mom sent me to a Christian therapist oh, after, tell us about that. after a bad breakup. I don't really remember much. I just remember the dude had a very patriotic sculpture of an eagle in his office. <laughs> we would pray before and after every session. Mm-hmm. And when I brought up, like, because I was self-harming at the time, when I brought that up, he like really skirted away from it. And I was like... Well, that doesn't seem like you're helping at all. Like, Never a good sign, right? That if the adult that you're going to for help yeah. can't handle the thing that you need help with, yeah, it's like the whole world's now falling apart. Like, yeah. all right, cool, we're all screwed. Yeah, and it was like at that time in my life, and honestly, for most of my like adolescence into early adulthood, I put all of my eggs in the relationship basket because I was like, I am not conventionally attractive, or at least so I thought. So I was like, I need to get a girlfriend. Or, like some self worth was yeah. applied in the dating scene. Yeah, uh, and like fig, you know, and like by getting a girlfriend, or like I mean, I, I, I people know this about me, and I'll say it on here. I've dabbled in men. Uh, I don't. I mean, like, yeah, I can. I don't consider myself bisexual because I'm marrying a straight white woman and I'm a straight white man. But they were like, I definitely experimented through high school and college and early adult life in that. Well, it sounds like you wanted to figure out if you were straight. Yeah, I wanted to figure that. Out. I just wanted to like, I just wanted love. I was like, yeah. I don't love myself, so someone else has got to do it. And just a lot of like terrible, unhealthy relationships from that process. And when they would end, I would just implode as a person, like. So I would self-harm in high school from that because I was like, this person doesn't love me. I must not be worthy. I need to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Very like classic, you know, tale of like a, you know, a kid who's like doesn't like himself. Well, and a a kid who's hurting. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's not for lack of like, my parents were supportive. They were, they were there. It wasn't any of that. Like, my dad. Sounds like they had their own stuff going on too. For sure. Yeah. My dad owned a business. My mom um, was working multiple jobs, but like they were amazing mm. parents like never i cannot at one point in my life ever say that my parents were like bad parents um which i feel very thankful for yeah um but yeah i mean this all i never really dealt with it you know and it all led up to like i moved to new york and like when you go up there i t- everyone who asked me now in comedy especially here in raleigh because a lot of younger kids get good or what they think and what they perceive as good no offense to them uh and they're like oh i'm gonna move to new york city or chicago or a big city and i'm like you need to know who the fuck you are before you do that because that place will stomp your skull in like you need to be secure in yourself as much as you can before you're getting on stage and you're telling people this is who i am laugh at it or this is who i was laugh at it you got to know that uh and it's if you don't know if you don't know that you're gonna you're gonna die and i almost did like it was like i I like just tripped forward into a job in advertising, which was great. I was like me and my dad loved watching Mad Men and I was literally a copywriter working for McCann in New York City. So it was like, oh, I am Don Draper, but like fat. So um yeah, and it was just like, you know, when I moved back home the first time, so that would have been two thousand I think it was August of two thousand fourteen. Yeah. That's when that's if people were at if people were to come up to me and be like when was the lowest you've ever been in your life it would be august 2014 uh that sucked because i moved back home i had no money uh i you spent it all in new york i I mean i wasn't even making any money in new york yeah because i was like everyone's like oh i literally had this conversation with someone today at lunch 
Uh, I was like, yeah, I was a copywriter in New York. He's like, oh, I bet that's a killer job. And I was like, no, I made $38,000 a year in New York City. Like, so it I was, lived in a shoebox on the street. I, yeah, basically. I lived in a I lived in a five and a half by uh, eight foot bedroom that had a window in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I was paying $1,100 for it. It was great. Oh, shut up. Um, I don't even like with the past 18 months with COVID, I feel so hard. Yeah. For those people that have oh, had, had to live like that. All my friends in New York, like, because we all like bonded through like playing Call of Duty, which is crazy because I haven't played video games to that extent in like since college. And, the, and it's like COVID hit and I just reverted back to college. Me, I stayed up until like five o'clock in the morning almost every night playing Call of Duty with like all my old com- comedy friends in New York. And it was great. Well, because they, what else were they going to do? Exactly. And like I was, some of us were unemployed and on furlough. Some of us were employed, but our jobs were like, we don't know what's happening. So just like, <laughs> What is a job? Yeah, it was crazy. So that was really crazy. That was fun. Um, But yeah, I moved back home and I had nothing to show for it. I had no money. I had, I didn't even have any like cool ads that I had written really. Uh, I was, I had just gotten out of a almost three year relationship with a girl that I thought I was going to marry. And like, I was the one that ended it because I was like, oh, I want nothing to do with this person. Sadly. Um, I ended that in a very like not good way. Um, Well, how old were you? 24. Four. All right. Well, and I started dating this girl was like right when I turned twenty one. Yeah, and it was just like it was comfortable. It's cra- I have a sign in my house. It's like one of those like fancy hipster pennants, which like I kind of hate, but I like I saw it and I was like, this is I, this speaks to me. It says comfort is a slow death, um, and that's I know we're supposed to say this at the end, but I think like that's probably my mantra. I and love people that. who know me super well are always like, you do so much stuff. Like, when do you sleep or have time to do stuff? And I was like, I don't, because if I stop, I'll die. Like, <laughs> I will just rot into the ground. So that is I have to challenge myself. Genuinely how I feel. Um, you know, there's a study that adds to that. I love that. And we'll just repeat yeah. it later, kind of nail it and send it home for people. But there's a study, I don't know when or how it was done, but it was done on nuns back oh. like, I don't know, years ago. And the a couple of, the, weirdly enough, these nuns donated their bodies to science. Super cool. That's cool. And they were looking at their brain chemistry and I'm going to mess this all up and butcher it. But they did studies and they found that some of them had Alzheimer's, you know, or like the start of Alzheimer's or dementia in their Whoa. brains, but none of them had deteriorated because they have a routine and they constantly challenge themselves. They have to memorize, oh you know, phrases yeah. and verses and they have to do all these things. And so they said like, that's why their brains didn't deteriorate because they were constantly challenging themselves. Oh, Anyone who gets comfortable and stops learning, your brain stops powering the same yeah. way. I mean, shit, that's how I feel. I mean, like, I'm just like, I've dealt with this in therapy for, I've been going to therapy for five years now. I love my therapist. Another plug for male therapy. Yeah, do it. I mean, it is a woman that made me go, but. Oh, well, but you're a male. You identify as a male and you go to therapy. So (laughs) male therapy. We just had a very, very honest conversation where it was like, you need to go to therapy. So, uh, thank, very thankful for that person. And that's, that's all I'm thankful for from that person. So, um, (laughs) but, uh, so you left that relationship at 24. You moved yeah, back yeah, yeah. home. Moved back home. I was living. Honestly, I remember the night. So I, uh, people know this about me. I'm very open with it. I've attempted suicide multiple times. Uh, that was the first time that I even did it. Uh, I've like, I'd like self-harm myself growing up. Um, but I remember it was. I moved back home. Uh, my sister was out of town. Uh, I was living with my dad at the time in the house that I currently live in. Uh, Because it was his home at the time. 
Um, and I, my, I did a, I house, I was house sitting for my sister who lives in this very like nice inside the Beltline house. I'm going to um, add a trigger warning right here for anybody oh, who does yeah. not want to hear our conversation that I'm grateful that you're sharing and adding a trigger warning. Yeah. Thankful. Thank you for doing that. Um, that's funny. Cause I literally thought about that today. Cause I was like, Oh, wow. I'll obviously share this like yeah. in my stuff. I was like, I need to put trigger warnings where it's like, I'm gonna talk about killing yourself. Um, yeah. And I was, I was back home. None of my friends lived back home because they had all like I hadn't, I hadn't lived in Raleigh since 2008. Wow. So, so it had been a long time. Um, and I didn't have any friends. I was house sitting for my sister, the my long term and very toxic ex, uh, not putting that all on her. We were just toxic for each other, uh, who was dating someone at the time, uh, decided to come over uh, and watch a movie with me in my sister's house at like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, and I, in my head, I was like, sick, I'm getting some butt, you know, like, even though this person's dating someone, but like, whatever, like she, like, I know it's very bad of me, but it's like, it's more on her. Cause I'm not dating anyone, you know? So, uh, we ended up not hooking up. We didn't even, she, we literally just like sat on opposite ends of the couch. Um, and this is the person who like, at the time when I talk about going all in on relationships, she was like the first person that I did that with in high school. Um, and she left and I was just like very emotionally confused. I was like, why would this person come do this? What the fuck am I doing back home? I'm a failure. Like all all the classic things. And just spiraling. Yeah. So I was like, and also Robin Williams had just died. Like literally the day before. And he is he is one of my favorite comedians. He's one of my favorite people. I know that he has his issues. It's like outside of all that. But yeah, and I was like, I literally just like, I was like, well, if he can't, if he wants to kill himself, I was already on the edge. I was like, I don't need to live either. Uh, yeah, I tried to hang myself. Uh, and it was, I didn't like, I, it was like one of those things where it's like, obviously, obviously didn't go through with it because I'm here. You're here. Yeah. Um, Are you a ghost? That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know, and that was like, should have been a wake up call for like, damn, I should go to therapy. But instead I was just like, let's just bury these emotions. Let's pretend like this never happened. Yeah. Um, and I just filled that with like, you know, more shit. I was like, okay, well, I'll get a job and then I'll start doing comedy again in Raleigh. And uh, I, at the time, I was morbidly obese. I weighed like 310 pounds because all I did in New York was drink alcohol and eat Chinese food. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to pour myself into getting in shape. And I lost close to 100 pounds. I was like, I had abs, which is insane that I've ever in my life had abs. Um, but I was still so sad and i was just like blowing through people on tinder well you um, it was a band-aid right i mean you just said you yeah. attempted to remove yourself and it sounds like too to stop feeling pain right to stop yeah. feeling bad and then you will you will lived and you're like like you said you're like that should have been the wake-up call for therapy but you know you said you started pouring yourself into working out that is a form of therapy if yeah. you're not ready to do the full thing for sure it was I was like, okay, I can't change myself mentally, but I can change myself physically. And in my at the time, I was like, a lot of my sadness is what I thought is tied to my physical appearance or my physical accomplishments, of which I had none at the time. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to go all in on all this stuff. So I got a good job. I was like freelancing. I was like working my ass off. I finally got an apartment. I was like living by myself. I... I'm like, I don't really remember 2014, if I'm being honest, because I was just like... It sounds like a blur. Yeah, I was just like sad as fuck. And literally, I would go to work, 
I would get off work, I would go and spend like two or three hours in the gym or running, and then I would go home and I would eat dinner and go to bed. Uh, and I did that for about a year, and then uh, I I made oh I remember okay I made the conscious effort I the job that I was working at I got like this really good job for this like small agency they're paying me way too much money but I was able to <laughs> save money. I know. Well, they they closed down, but I was working for this dude. He was because they paid you too much money. Exactly. Yeah, it was me. This guy, my my direct, the guy that I was working under was seventy eight, and then the oh boss God. of the company was eighty six. <laughs> they were old ad dudes who came out of retirement to start their own thing. They're like, we want to hire a young gun. I had, it was me like showing these dudes what Snapchat was. It was wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Um, so I got like really good money for like three months, and then I got laid off. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to Europe with my best friend, uh, at the time. So I just, me and my buddy, Sean Tucker, um, actually weird connection. He is married to Kelly's sister. Yeah. Kelly, Greg's wife. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 So yeah. What and, a small world. He's mentioning y'all, someone that we know they're in our friend right, group yeah, yeah. and that is just so weird for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went to Europe. We had a great time. Uh, I, um, you know, just partied. It was like in my head, being the dumb dude that I is, I was like, I'm just going to fucking party and fuck through Europe, dude. It's going to be great. And like did absolutely zero fucking. Um, did <laughs> Probably a lot of, for the best. <laughs> yeah. Did a lot of drinking, uh, which was great. And uh, tried mushrooms for the first time because they're legal in Amsterdam. And that mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, and those do come back in my story. Uh, but yeah, I, and then I, I kind of went on that trip cause I was still dealing with this girl that had previously, uh, messed with me in August. Uh, and I was like, this is my emotional goodbye to this person. Totally get that. Yeah. You know, I was like, she is about to get married or, or it seems that way. She's been dating the dude for a few years. Like goodbye. I'm moving on, you know, uh, I'll wash and myself of you while I was on a train in uh from munich to amsterdam she texted me and started talking and then she was like by the way i'm breaking up with my boyfriend (gasps) and so it's like all this emotional work i've been doing just like came crashing down and it's like and it's not fair to this person at all but i put a lot of emotional weight into my relationship with that person um so yeah so like we but it's crazy because i had accepted a job offer in charlotte so I was like, I was coming back from this trip and I was like, I'm moving. So this is terrible timing. Right. Like, cool. Thank you for interrupting my life again. Big time. Yeah. And that's, ex- that's exactly what happened because I was doing great. I had lost weight. I was doing comedy again. I, was, I wasn't happy, but I was like, I was what I thought happiness was. And we started dating. I moved to Charlotte. Oddly enough, I moved in with Jordan. Uh, we had a duplex and I was literally driving back and forth or she was driving back and forth to Raleigh and Charlotte every weekend. Very exhausting. Put all my weight back on. Uh, started being unhappy with my job. And then like a like a dumb creature of habit, I moved back to New York City. It's almost like that's like literally the cycle repeating itself. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, different – moving there with a different girlfriend at the time because I was, wasn't dating the same girl. Right. But the same mental – stand like capacity like moving there with a girlfriend i'm gonna marry this person you know uh i we had like a very serious conversation where it was like she's gonna i'm gonna move up there get life together she'll move up there we'll live in new york 
And then that did not happen. She came up there for one weekend and just had a massive panic attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just couldn't handle New York. Um, and that's fine. I should have kept staying in New York because I was actually doing pretty well. I liked New York that time. I wasn't even really dabbling in comedy. I was just existing. And I liked my job. I liked my apartment. But my dumbass was like, I need to follow this woman because she's my future because I put all my dumb relationship eggs in this basket. So I moved back home, moved in with her, and it just got worse. It got, and it was like – we started fighting, and I thought about killing myself again, and the job I was working in sucked. I was like like a technical writer for this IT company. It was boring. No offense to other technical No, that doesn't writers, sound very exciting. Um, yeah. Not creatively exciting. And then she actually made a really good point. We were fighting, and she was like, I cannot be your emotional punching bag anymore. And I was like, damn, that's smart. Uh, so <laughs> You're I went- like, wait, who – who said that? <laughs> yeah. So I went to therapy for the first time uh, in 2015. No, 2016. Sorry, I've been in therapy for four years. Five years. Yeah, I did say five years. JK. Um, anyway, I went and it took like all of two sessions for me to realize like, oh, I got to get the fuck away from this person. Wow. Like, and it was like, my, obviously, you know, as a therapist, my therapist wasn't telling me to leave this person. She was just guiding no. the conversation. Um. Yeah, and we had a very hard conversation. Oddly enough, it was the exact same time that La La Land came out. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It it's been a while. Yeah, but the end they break up because they're like we're not. They're like we just we're we're not good for each other. Like we had our time, and we had that conversation where it was like we are not good for each other. As much as this sucks, and I even tried at the last second. It's like my programming couldn't stop. Where it was like, no, we can make it work. Uh, and thankfully, she was like, we cannot. We have to end this. And I was like, you're right, we do. It was very hard, and I was very down on myself. And what I would have done is I would have tried to kill myself again, but I was in therapy. And shout out to my therapist. Um, I won't name her, although I don't think it really matters. She'd probably appreciate the business. but um, <laughs> She probably has a never-ending wait list right now. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, COVID have, has skyrocketed oh, the number of referrals we have. Yeah. But yeah, and it's like it was so – crazy to like experience the emotional trauma of a huge breakup and then not spiral out of control um, yeah what was that like because like you said we are creatures of habit as humans right yeah. we, we repeat cycles very easily we repeat behaviors very easily when we feel the same feelings historically so you're in a position again where historically this is how you would have responded what was that like to not respond that way it was insane i actually had to because i was like not not dead to the feelings, but I was like, I, Lindy pointed this out to me, my fiance, my lovely fiance who I love so Shout much. Shout out to Lindy, we yeah, love you. She's the best. Um, she made a point where she was like, you do this thing where you push yourself so hard that you like, she was like, you thrive on drama, and she, which is very true. I like got, chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you push yourself so hard that you have, like everything has to come crumbling down for you to like, get something out of it or like feel something or get a reaction. And I'm like, yeah. And that's how my life's always been. Whether it's been writing jokes, writing stuff for work, doing videos, I have to exhaust myself to the limit to where my brain shuts down or my my filter on my brain shuts down and then I can just do it. And it's very unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. And I was having to do that with my emotions for this breakup because I was like, okay. Like I was like, used to reacting insanely and like you know going on like 
a bender, whether that be with alcohol or drugs or like abusing my body or like doing something to like get myself the feeling or the little kick of dopamine and emotions where I was like, oh, this hurts so good. Very masochistic of me. Um, and I, that I wasn't getting that because I wasn't sad about it. I was sad that the relationship ended, but I was like, oh, I'm fucking free. Mm-hmm. Like finally, this person's been plaguing me for nine years or something like that. Like, yeah. And I was like, I'm free. Uh, so what I was doing is I was listening to just like insanely sad music and laying on my floor and crying, which is so cathartic and feels great. I was going to say, look at that change of behavior. Yeah. It's like, instead of like trying to kill myself or just taking a bunch of random drugs, uh, I was like, oh, I'm just going to listen to Bon Iver. <laughs> which is the, one of the healthiest way to deal with it, right? Yeah. Cry. And it was, yeah, it was so good to just like be in tune with my emotions. And that is 150,000% because of therapy. Like, I was going, and I, at that point, I was going to therapy twice a week. I go once a month now, but it was like I was. You're in it. We were in it. I was going into debt to make sure I didn't kill myself, but like. <laughs> well, I mean, either way, works. yeah. Very much whatever worth it. it takes, right? Yeah, um, and it's crazy because it's like I don't even. I haven't thought about those moments until today when I was like, I have to do this podcast. What do I want? You know, and I was like, Oh God, what a strange time in my life. <laughs> like, yeah. And then the next few years were just like. You know, I had my ups and downs. Like there was a time where I I was it was right before I met Lindy. I was very emotionally re- all of my best friends were getting married mm. or engaged uh or in very serious relationships and I was just like I'm re- I'm ready to do this. Like I want to spend my life with someone. I want to find my not necessarily I don't really believe in the other half kind of thing, but I was like I just want to find my partner, yeah. you know. Um I was dating this very young girl all the time. Uh she treated me very poorly. But also, I was pushing a lot of expectations on her that she did not want. She was 21 and I was 27. You know, there's a huge difference in maturity there. It doesn't seem like there would be, but there absolutely For is. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because like she was still more mature than I was, yeah. but our expectations of life were so different. Um, and I was trying so hard to make that work uh, and it didn't. And then I tried with a bunch of other random people. Uh, not necessarily make it work. I was just, you know, filling holes. Um, no pun intended. And, um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And then I've known Lindy. I met Lindy. I mean, I, Lindy and I have this crazy, not, I don't even know if that's crazy. I just, she was in my Spanish class the summer before I moved to New York City in 2014. We were in the same program in college. I saw her. I never said a word to her because I was a dumb, I was too afraid to. And I was like, this girl's so fucking hot. I have to add her on Facebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was like I remember when that was the move. Like yeah, add friend. Uh huh. I was like, no way in hell I'm talking to her in person because I do not have the self confidence enough for that. And we just remember on like Facebook had games. Yes, like Farmville. And, oh like, my gosh, yes. Red Bull Rochambeau and like all these other <laughs> dumb things. We just played Facebook games and chatted. And I was, was in. A, that, was that back when poking existed? Uh huh. Was poking gone by no, then? No, poking was happening. I don't think we were poking each other, but we were, <laughs> we were like texting in these Facebook games and just complaining about our significant others because we were both in relationships. Yeah. And she and I for the next five. Let's see, that was 2014, and then we. So for the next three or four years, I'm terrible at time. Three years, four years, four years. We just complain to each other via Snapchat, Facebook games, Instagram, Facebook messages, just about our other people. Yeah. Uh, and then it, I, I didn't even, I saw a picture of her on Facebook and I was like, damn, that girl looking good. 
and I it was right when Facebook had introduced the React things, and I loved it. Oh my gosh! You're like, hey, girl, hey. Yeah, and then I and then I saw that she had moved back to Raleigh. I thought she was still with her guy, but I was like, I I knew about him from us talking, and I was like, fuck that dude. Um, and uh, I was like, hey, do you want to grab a beer? In my head, obviously, I was like, well, maybe like maybe they're on the outs. I didn't know they'd broken up yet, but I was like, I'll you know lay the groundwork maybe. But I didn't consider the first time we hung out a date. It was purely a like dipping a toe in the water to see. Because we never hung out. I'd never seen this person. I've never said a physical, audible word to this person. <laughs> I had helped her build her resume through email because, like, we knew we were that we were close in that regard. Where she was like, "Hey, you seem like you get a lot of good jobs. Can you help me with my resume?" Lindy, I probably got that story wrong. You feel free to correct me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we hung out, and then it's funny because the girl that that I was trying to make it work with at the time, I told her I was hanging out with this person, and she was like, "You're gonna marry that girl." But like no in a shit. weird jealous tone, you know, because like I was I told that person I was like, hi, I cannot get what I need out of you. And that's OK. It sucks. But I have to go find what I want out of life. And I did it. And then the rest is history. Now I'm getting married in three that's months. Amazing. We just mailed our invitations today. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. But yeah, and it's like. It's not been easy, you know, it never relationships aren't easy. Uh, duh. You know, like that's the most obvious thing anyone can say. But it's been great because I've been going to therapy. I can talk about, like, I remember our first, like, real fight, like, screaming at each other, like, storming out of the house, um, started because homegirl wanted nachos, and we were out with friends, (laughs) and I was trying, and it, like, I was, like, we were at a bar, and I was, like, okay, I'll Uber eat some nachos here, or I'll go get you nachos and bring them here, and that wasn't satisfactory enough for her. I don't remember how the rest of the fight went. It blew up to way bigger things. And I brought it up to my therapist, and she was like, Spencer, you know the fight was not about the nachos, right? And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. You were okay. like, no? She wasn't just hungry? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, oh, man, it's so good just to be able to like – and there's been so many times where like we have gotten into not necessarily fights, but just disagreements, and it's like normal me. And I'm not perfect. We, I, 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 have, ter- I have a terrible temper. Uh, that's something I'm working on with my therapist right now. Uh, and I, she will attest. To, yeah, I have temper tantrums. I'm a little baby and I throw things. Not at her. We all have an inner inner child, right? Yeah. Um, my my like way I take out my anger is breaking stuff, which is like the most unhealthy way of doing that. Um, I accidentally cracked the windshield of my car doing that because I threw my phone at my windshield. Oh my goodness. I didn't know I was throwing it that hard in fairness, but I did. But um, But yeah, but it's like there have been so many other times where it's like like I'm thinking like, while we're having the conversation, I'm like, dude, five years ago, this this would be the end of the relationship for me. And now it's not because I can have a healthy conversation with this person and support them in the way they need to be supportive or I know how to tell this person how I need support. Right. And it's great. It's, it's, it's crazy because it's like even right now, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but it's like I have been – I've been a bad partner because I've been so busy. Mm. I, I'm trying to do comedy as much as possible because I didn't have it for a year. And I love it, and I, I, I want to be. I don't know if I want to be famous, but it's like I, I want to say that I succeeded at comedy, so I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to do that. Uh, and that on top of, I also run a business, so it's like I'm gone for days on end on shoots, and like I'm always working. Like I'm like, we'll eat dinner. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back upstairs and work because I'm. That's what I'm always doing. I also have terrible time management, so it's like she has like fallen by the wayside and that's 100% my fault 
And we talked about that last night, and I was like, my heart broke because I realized it's like I am being a bad partner, and I don't. That's I hate that. It's not like you intended for that to happen, exactly. But it's like, but it's on the reverse side. It's cool that I'm like, oh my god, I I'm realizing that, yeah. and that's awesome. I got to fix it, but yes. it's cool that I at least know that it's happening. Whereas beforehand, I would have been like, I'm nothing. I'm doing is wrong. How dare you? Yeah, yeah, I'm perfect. Yeah, so it's just cool, guys. Go to therapy. Yeah, please go to therapy. End podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and done. Yeah. Well, Spencer, you know, I'm so glad that you. I, I hope that Lindy's okay that you shared that, and I appreciate that you I'm did. Sure fine. You you say that you know you had this the space right, and you had the awareness to be able to accept when somebody pointed out something that you were doing yeah. that wasn't working, and instead of you putting up this wall to protect yourself from that, because that doesn't mean your relationship has to end. Yes. Yeah. Where it's funny because it's like so many times, obviously, I I firmly believe I'm not a religious person. I do believe in God, but I'm not religious. But I do believe things happen for a reason. Um, And it's like it makes me wonder. It's like had I had this mindset because I don't believe in like the soulmate thing. I think you can bond with so many different people. Um, But like I was I always wonder, I'm like, had I had this mindset how would my other relationships have gone? Mm -hmm. Cause even to the point, like even like small, like three week things that I'd had with a person I met on like various dating apps that I was like, Oh, well this person's, I can't deal with this. Uh, Bye. You know, or like, you know, I, unfortunately I I ghosted some people, you know, and I, that's fucked up, but I did. Um, and I've been ghosted, but it's like, it's crazy to, (laughs) to realize that like how, like, Oh man, it's like therapy changed my life. I'm alive because of therapy. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and it's funny because, like, not a lot, of, I'm not the guy that people would look at and be like, oh, I didn't know he tried to kill himself. It's like, yeah, yeah multiple times. <laughs> yeah, if only you knew, right? Yeah. How much I've overcome yeah. to get to this place. With and- a lot of different brands of belts. That's crazy. Sorry if that was a bad joke. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's really cool. It's encouraging. And it's like it's it's funny because there's not an end to therapy. It's funny because it's like I I actually missed my last therapy appointment because I am so busy. I stri- very overscheduled. <laughs> I straight up forgot, and I even have alerts for it on my calendar. And I just looked at them and I was like, Ugh. nope, yeah. Uh, and I feel bad because like I I could tell like because my therapist and I text. I could tell like in her tone just through text messages she was like disappointed. Hmm. Um. Not like in a bad way. I could just tell that she was like, you know, because we're working on some stuff, mainly my temper right now. Uh, And I realized today that that was two weeks ago and I have not rescheduled with her because I had, it's just, and it's like, oh, but I need to. Do you relate to the ping pong ball brain uh, analogy for ADHD brains where- I don't even know what that is. When- when your brain is not able to take on that thought, yeah, um, it's like someone comes in with like a ping pong racket and the thought gets hit away from your brain. Oh. So it's like, oh, therapy, nope. And it like kind of, yeah. so that way then you forget about it. Yeah. Like your brain just can't even take it in. And if the it's ping not pong directly in front of me, if around. I don't write it down, it's not sticking. And it's, it's, that's another thing where Lindy and I, you know, she is like, dude, you got to get better at this. You need, like, I, I'm a terrible listener. I'm going to love to talk, obviously, if you can't tell. But I'm a terrible listener. I'd be, I'd be the worst therapist. Because I, I, my, I, like, if it's not directly in front, it doesn't even matter if it's directly in front of me, because Lindy's directly in front of me all the time, and I still get distracted, because I just, like, I need to work on 
even prioritizing things in the moment. We are so overstimulated as a people right now that it's like so true. And especially like everyone, everyone has a side hustle. Everyone's doing more than one thing. So it's like it's crazy that we can even have conversations sometimes because it's like for me, I'm having a conversation. Even right now, I'm already thinking about all the shit I need to do when I get home. Yep. And all the, and like I have a shoot tomorrow, and I'm like, ugh, it would be great if that guy canceled it. <laughs> right. I don't. I, I want the money, and I'll get it eventually. But it's like I just I just need a fucking day. Yeah, you just need a day, and it sounds like it's a struggle to be mindful, right? To be in the present moment. Yeah. What's funny is like, so I have a bad temper. It's um, it's gotten better, obviously, but it used to be. Uh, it used to be even like it used to just not exist, and it's because I was meditating uh, love every that. day. Yeah, love med- meditation, meditating and doing yoga every morning. I do yoga every morning. Yeah, I was like, I was in it. I was, I was fucking aligned, dude, and <laughs> it was awesome. And I was, I'm trying to remember when this. This would have been pre pre COVID. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it was pre COVID. Yeah. This was like 2016, but. I got my use out of that and I, and I slowly started to, I was like, well, sleeping extra would be nice or, you know, and then it, it went away. And I realized the other day, uh, I had, a, I had a, a temper flare up in a soccer game, uh, where I, I got kicked in the face <gasps> with the ball, but it's still, like, I got a concussion from it, which was crazy. <gasps> you have a concussion? I did. It's gone. Okay. Uh, or at least I think it is. I don't know. But, um, I hope so. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, and I, I lost my cool and I was not proud of that moment. And I've done it before. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's on that team, same team as Alex Brandt, previous, yeah. uh, guest. And I was like, how do you stay? Cause like he also gets, you know, I'm like, how do you stay calm? And he's like, dude, I meditate. And then I was like, oh, no, I should get back to doing that I thing. Like, I should do that thing that I was doing when I didn't have a temper, you know? And it's like, it's, <laughs> like, oh, who it's knew? just crazy. You know, it's like the same way where it's like, I, right now I, I work out every day. If I don't, I have a bad day. And I'm like, man, why do I have a, I'm having a bad day. And it's like, oh, cause you haven't, you, you, you like your endorphins are dormant or dormant. Yeah. Well, and you haven't released the stress from your day, yeah. right? There's a flip side to that argument. I love that you pointed out that endorphins will sit yeah. and you need to release them and get them moving and coursing through your body. And then there's, the counter to that is that we have stress every day. You For just sure. mentioned that we as humans are super overstimulated and we are overscheduled and we're busy. And yeah. so we have stress. Even if your day goes great, there was stress, right? We have daily stressors. You have to get rid of those, right? Adrenaline, cortisol, it doesn't just poof into the air. It lives yep. inside of you. And if you don't get rid of it by physical activity, crying, Sometimes. laughing, spending time with your friends, it will go somewhere in yeah. you and then show up when you least expect it. Uh-huh. It's the worst, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not one of the, I mean, working out does wonders for me, but I'm not one of those people who's like, fuck therapy, just work out. Like, that's so, that's not both, healthy. Both, right? Yeah, hand in gotta, hand. It's a double-edged sword or whatever. Uh, you need both. And it's just like, I... Helicopters. It's okay. We <laughs> deal with sirens downtown, oh, downtown. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I like, I I know, I'll, I'll never replace working out with therapy ever. Or sorry, I'll never replace therapy with working out. 
Because that's dumb, man. Well, it's they like, do two different things, right? We're hitting, much so. going to therapy can release some endorphins, but yeah. it's not physical exercise. Yeah, you need that. Unless Even- you do walk and talk, which I have done, which is great. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. During COVID, we did, yeah. um, when people were starting to get vaccinated or we felt safe with certain people, um, we would ma- wear masks and then we would go walk like oh, around a lake. so cool. You are violating your own HIPAA, which you have to oh, be willing. We're like not in a private yeah. confidential space, which when you're wearing masks and walking, many people are not listening to you. But mm-hmm. again, we have you're to be still, very yeah. clear. And like, that's something that people sign agreements to right. do. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, that's the only way I can think. Or there's yoga therapy. There's therapeutic yoga. Oh, that's cool. And like somatic therapies. Yeah. yeah. I, man, I'm just like, I love how much access... I, well, I'm saying that from a very privileged point of view, but I love how much access we have to mental health stuff right now. Obviously, we need so much more. We do. Uh, but it's just like, man, if we were in, I like, I wonder about my dad all the time. My dad was a very flawed person. I love him to death. But a lot of his is because he grew up with a, a term or a, I don't know, a chronic disease. That in life, people were like, oh, we got to shun this leper. You know, he wasn't, he didn't have leprosy, but you know what I mean? Um, and uh, I'm just like, man, I wonder if he had therapy and like was able to go and talk about that, about how his dad neglected him because he thought his son was like tarnished with this disease. Like, that would be, I like, because my dad was such a cool person and he was like, it was interesting to see whenever he got drunk. Cause I grew, I like, I grew up hearing all these stories about my dad doing all this wild shit in college and being this just insanely creative person and like painting and, and writing these stories. And like there's signs, well, not anymore, but there used to be signs on the sides of buildings in Greenville. That's where my dad grew up. Then my dad painted. And I'm like, what? I was like, my boring ass dad painted that. Cause like he was just like artist and like this creator. And it was so cool. And I'm just like, man, but he, he only leaned into it when he was. I don't want to say inebriated because he was not an alcoholic. He got drunk. I can count on my hands how many times I saw him drunk. But it's like when he was partying, yo, he was the life of the party. And it was so cool. And I kind of feel this way. And she's not going to listen to this, so I'm fine talking about it. And if she does, it's fine because we have to talk, have this conversation anyway. But my sister is the same way. My sister is a tight ass. And hopefully she knows that. And if she doesn't, I'm sorry, Katie. But you're, she doesn't have the time to listen to this, so I don't know why I'm apologizing. Uh, but when she gets drunk, she's like the coolest fucking person in the world. It's like she loosens up. Exactly. And that's what my dad did. And it was just like so cool. And I'm just like, my sister does go to therapy, thank God. At least she tells me Yay. she does. Um, but it's like, man, if my dad went to therapy, like. What could we have unlocked? Yeah. yeah. Like, my, like, so my mom, and I'm fine saying this, um, and she's very open about this as well. And I'm an open book because my mom is an open book. My mom has been to, um, I don't know. She's been in the. What is the correct way to phrase the mental institution? Is that what? Psychiatric hospital. Psychiatric hospital. Thank you so much. Um, She's been there multiple times. Um, Actually, just twice that I know of. Okay. Uh, Not too, too many. Yeah. um, Just from having breakdowns and, you know, one time threatening to kill herself at her doctor's office. And then her doctor was like, and then left. Like, not threatening and leaving in a fury, just like casually saying, saying like, then, oh, gosh, I'm just going to kill myself. And have then leaving, because that's how my fucking mom functions as a person. Well, and, and then, like you said, if she'd been living with those feelings, she probably thought like nothing of it. Yeah. And the fire, or the fire, <laughs> the doctor's office is like, okay, time to 911. Uh-huh. And, and we're police, going to IVC right yeah, now. And then the police had to show up to her place of work. And that's not fun. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Like, y'all, yeah. like, um, we, this is not to deter anybody from being honest with your doctor, but yeah. don't drop a bomb and then not expect 
the response to follow. Yeah, because it was a big that was a that was a hard situation. But uh, she goes to therapy. I mean, you have to after you yes. get out of those places. But then she kept going, um, and it's it's just like so cool. I love my mom because like she's a conservative woman, but she's open minded. Like we've had so many constructive conversations about Black Lives Matter and you know like the middle east and all this stuff that like normally a lot of our conservative christian parents would be like have hard stick in the mud opinions about and i'm able to like have those conversations with my mom um and i think a lot of that is because she's a very open person but a lot of it's because like she's been able to address some things in therapy which has been cool and she can talk about maybe if she is a disagreeing with you about something she can go to therapy and talk about it yeah instead of having to deal with it on her own in her own head yes which it sounds like what got her to where she was before yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom's lived with depression her entire life, at least from what I've understood. Um, she, okay, which one is Holly Hill? It's a psychiatric facility. But like, but like it's, is that the one over by Wake Med? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. For some reason. I uh, th- it's by Rex. Okay. Is it? Am I crazy? No, I think it's by Wake Med. There is a psychiatric you're, word. I, yes, you're correct. Yeah. I'm thinking I was y'all. It's irrelevant. People who don't, don't yeah, live in Raleigh matter. are like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah. Holly Hill is one of our local psychiatric right. units here. Yeah, my mom got sent there like after she divorced my dad because she did the same thing, where she just casually was like, oh, "I'm going to kill myself," <laughs> and her friends were like, "Adele, what?" <laughs> it's not funny. Not a joke. Yeah, which just like my mom because I will have conversations with Lindy all the time where I'm casually like oh I just can't wait to end it because I'm just like that's while I don't feel that way this is a strange thing and I guess another trigger warning because we're gonna talk about killing yourself again but it's like I like I still like that doesn't that feeling doesn't go away like I can't speak for other people because I'm not in other people's brains but it's like I'm always suicidal that's just a part of me, you know? It's like, that's not going away. Therapy keeps those thoughts at bay. Uh, but, like, they're never going to disappear, you yeah. know? Um, Do you feel like for you it's a desire to act on the thoughts, or is it more just you have the thought and you're aware of it? Where it is now, it's more just like I have a roommate that lives in my brain, and that roommate is suicide, you know? Uh, so sometimes they knock on your door. Yeah, whereas before, it was like I live in a city and that city of suicide. Like it was like, I can't escape it, you know? So it's getting gradually smaller and taking up less space. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to disappear. Maybe at some point it'll just turn into like, I have a coffee table in my brain. That's suicide. Uh, <laughs> a coffee cup. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's never going. And so it's like, but it's like, I never take anything seriously. That's just how I've, I've and that's not because I'm a comedian or want to be a comedian. That's just how I've always been. I've always used humor to downplay the important things in my life. I also believe that humor, when used properly, can really diffuse situations. Oh, absolutely. When used appropriately. Yeah. So it's like when my dad died, I saw I, I he passed away of a heart attack. Trigger warning. Passed away of a heart, heart attack. I don't even know if I'm using that right. Um, <laughs> passed away of a heart attack uh, at our at the time at our river house in little washington which was about two and a half hours away i had to drive well, i couldn't drive because i was drunk because it happened in the middle of the night uh so my mom drove me there and i had sobered up at the time and we get there and the obviously the paramedics were like his body's back there like if you want to see it and i'm like well fuck of course yeah you know you're just like because we had a thing where we would like lock thumbs and like twist mm. them like that and we call each other buddies 
no idea where it came from. It was just our little thing. So I had to, like, I had to do that one more time. You know, I had to say bye. Um, and I walked out of the room. I go back there. I'm obviously wailing in the back because uh, I'm standing over my dad's dead body. And I, I walk outside into like the front because it was like one big living room. And everyone, my my uncle, my sister, my mom, everyone's there. And then fucking <laughs> these two random ass paramedics and like our family chaplain uh, who's like also just happens to live in that town. That's weird to say family chaplain, but I have no idea how to describe this person. <laughs> he's just like a friend of the family and he is a very religious person. That, I that don't even know great. if he's a pastor. A very gentle man. Uh, he makes me look like a small person. He is a hulk of a human, but like the gentlest person I've ever wow. met in my life. Yeah. Um, but I walk out there and it's like, obviously it's, it's, it's tense, you know? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I just, I hold up my hands and I cross my fingers. I'm like, ah, oh, God, fingers crossed he haunts this place. <laughs> I probably would have laughed at that too. So I was like, oh, I mean, like a dad ghost would be cool. Uh, and then no one. Well, else. and you're trying, like you said, to, you feel awful. Yeah. And so you're trying to do something what does humor do? Release serotonin, Very release much. dopamine, right? So you're yeah. like trying to get that because the situation sucks. Yeah. And that's just how that is. That's my life. So it's like circling us back to suicide. When those thoughts enter my brain, I have to just, I have, I have to mention them. I actually feel like that's probably better than telling them to like, I get the telling them yeah. to shut up, but it's your way of owning them. Yes, very much so. And like controlling them, right? Instead yeah. of them controlling you. And rightfully so and for very good reason lindy doesn't like it when i say that and that's okay i would I, probably be like oh my god every time yeah right? you probably don't want to hear the fact that the person that you love the most is like god i can't wait to die <laughs> like even if yeah even if part of her knows it sounds like she may not know right yeah. there may be some days where she's like well i got check like do you really feel that way yeah yeah and there's like i mean dude in covid for sure there were times when i was like you know not i like never even thought about getting to the point where i'd act at it act on it but it was like it was a thing that was creeping up. And I was like, uh-oh. You know, like, and there was, I didn't have anything. Because normally it's like, oh, man, I'm I'm not feeling great. I'll go work out. Well, the gym's closed. Okay, well, I'll go to an open mic. Or I'll, maybe I have a show and I can get the the emotional kick of an audience laughing with you. Uh, and it's like, nope, couldn't get that. So it's like, I all I had was annoying the shit out of my fiance, who we were trapped in a house together. Uh, and I was wearing her patience then rightfully so uh and yeah i was just like okay well is the world over and is it time for me to just go you know um but we were in it's like but also like we were in we are still but at the time we were engaged uh and i was like oh no it's not me anymore you know so i was like i don't i can't put that burden burden on i'm i'm such a people pleaser that i'm like i can't even kill myself because i don't want to hurt i don't want to like bring that burden on someone else so now i'm like fuck now i can never die (laughs) at least not by your own hand yeah yeah so it's like uh that was a long string of words but (laughs) that was a lot and you know i this is this is not going to turn into a therapy session but i think i want to acknowledge that this is a safe space for us to talk about heavy things like this and it clearly sounds like you've got those supports in place and during covid you lost a lot of outlets so it would make sense that if you've been in that low of a place before right we can talk about this later everyone look them up or go to your own therapist talk about this but neuropathways right so there are pathways and connections in our brains and if you've created that connection because you have attempted to take your own life or you've been that low before yeah that can be a place that your brain will naturally go when you feel those feelings again. Ooh, that's cool. I didn't know and that. it takes 
practice and intentional mindfulness of doing new behaviors to create a new pathway. So I kind of think about it like skiing. If you start on fresh uh, snow, yeah. there's not a path yet. But then if you keep going down, it, and maybe skiing's not the best. I've actually never been skiing. No, that's but it works the path has now been created. So it's yeah. easier to go down and you just kind of get into it. So it's called a rut to get into a rut. Now to make a new groove, that takes time, right? Think about if you're driving to work and all of a sudden they close one of the roads. If you've been used yeah. to turning right and all of a sudden I tell you to turn left, you'll turn left like maybe the first three times. How much you want to bet by the fourth, fifth time you automatically turn right. Yeah. That's where your brain goes. Oh, that's cool. So you have to like break that. that, you know? And so like you're saying now, you're trying to own the thoughts. You're trying to take the shame and the guilt away from having them. So yeah. you're like saying them out loud and you're owning them. And I'm then making a joke out of them. You're which is, tr- right. You're trying to be like, oh, I'm going to diffuse these thoughts yeah. because they are not powerful anymore. Yeah. Right. And so you're also creating new pathways. So by if you, when you have those feelings, doing other things that make you feel good will eventually, you'll stop going down that other pathway where the thought of taking your own life is there. Hopefully that's the goal. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm going to bring that up my next, I'm going to bring that up to my next therapist. Neuro pathway. Like, hey, I was cheating on you with another therapist. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't supposed to be a therapy session and it always does. It always becomes them. That's funny. Uh, That's cool, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because we talk a lot about like cognitive behavioral therapy. That's technically like what I'm doing. Um, And then more recently, we've been talking about uh, obviously temper. And then uh, not because we're having issues with it or anything, but just like I just want to be the best lover that I can be. Uh, That's great. She's been bringing up, uh, what is it, the Gottman, the Gottmans, like those stuff. Um, which has been cool. I, we haven't done any of it yet or like even a game. She's just like, oh, these are fun reads. Cause I'm just like, I'm like planning for like, you know, cause there's so, like, and I see this in comedy shows cause I talk to my audiences. Like there's a stigma of like when you're in a long-term committed relationship, your sex life sucks. And it's like, that is terrifying to me. Cause I love sex. I mean, who doesn't, but, uh, and like that will not be me. Yeah. So I'm like, what can I do to make sure that's not me? And it's, yeah. And there, that's there, wonderful. Guys, therapy can help with sex. I don't know if you guys knew that. Ooh, yes. Yeah. You can go to therapy for anything, literally anything. Literally, yeah. Please go. There's therapies out there for you, whatever that looks like. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so much fun. How are you doing today? I know you've spoken about like therapy and how far you've come and how you feel about that, but yeah. how are you now that we're kind of coming out of COVID? I don't know what's happening with the Delta variant. Yeah, geez. I'm, I'm literally... Yeah, uh, I'm I'm feeling good. Um, I know you're busy. Yeah, it's you know what? That's actually a good way to put it. I'm so busy, I don't know how I feel. You haven't slowed down. I haven't, yeah. And that's why I'm kind of hoping that it's happened before because he is also a very busy person, this client of mine. He's called me like, you know, at like 9 p.m. before we have a shoot at like 8 a.m. the next day and be like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, I, I can't tomorrow because I'm busy. And I'm like, that's fine. He's a real estate guy. And mm. it's like, obviously... For those of you who don't know, actually, I imagine this is happening in most places in the country. Real estate's fucking nuts right now. Um, so it's a good job for him, but it also makes him very busy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm good. I worked out today for the first time in a few days, which was nice because I was in Charlotte all weekend with Jordan. Uh, we did work out in his dad's garage, which was fun. It's such a, it's, that was such a funny thing because it's like, oh, we're old now. And I know that because, like, if we, even two years ago, if we had been, in Charlotte for a weekend of comedy shows, we would be drinking and tripping balls and just like really partying the weekend <laughs> off. And instead, I haven't drank since Jordan's wedding. I've had a beer here and there, but not like party drink. Yeah, they were Memorial Day. Yeah, weekend. Yes, that's right. They were, and 
Congratulations. That's a big deal. It is. Yeah. Congrats, baby. I love you. Um, the oh, uh, we like we woke up the first morning. We had a show Friday night. Woke up Saturday, and we're like, let's work out for an hour and a half in your dad's garage, which was great. And I was like, oh, this is so healthy. I love it. And then we <laughs> ate fucking fast food all day. But you know, but you're like, your okay, started my day well, right? I yeah. feel better. Yeah. So I feel I feel good. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm also you know in regards to a wedding coming up in three months. I'm like. Damn, y'all want to like get your vaccine, please? Please, um, so I don't have to kick you out of my wedding. Yeah, and we're dealing with that right now, uh, without naming anyone or anything. Um, I'm having to, and it's this is circling back to therapy. Uh, it feels good to be emotionally stable enough to have a constructive conversation with the love of my life uh, about uh, the fact that we may have to tell some people they can't come to our wedding because they don't want to get the vaccine, and that's going to be hard. Uh, but it's not our fault. And that people is people have a choice to make 100%. Yeah. Um, and you can so. only control your side of things. Yeah, man. So I'm good. It's like, it's kind of funny. I, I was doing a set Saturday night and I was trying to do a little segue cause sometimes I just talk to the audience. It doesn't even have to be a joke, but they laugh. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm just so happy right now. I was like, I'm getting married and life's good and I feel good. And yeah, that's it. And no one laughed. And I was like, well, that wasn't a joke, so it's fine. And then no one reacted to me saying that, and I was like, "Okay, you guys hate the fact that I'm happy." All right, like <laughs> it was like it was just like you know. I wonder it, if they like didn't know. Like, I think like, they do were just more so that? confused because I literally had just talked about. I have a joke about I, I medically have oversized balls. I had just told a joke about that, and they were like. So it like cut from that into me being like, oh, I'm so happy. And they were probably just like, what the fuck? Like, how do we follow this? Yeah. So, uh, so that was, yeah, I'm sure that was just a big pivot for them. But yeah, I feel good, man. Like, good. I mean, there's like the impending anxiety of like what is happening just in our society as a whole. And I, um, but, it's exhausting to think about. Yeah. I've been, uh, and feel free to, if you want to take this out, but I, like, I, I've been looking a lot into the effects of psychedelics on mental health in small doses, obviously, uh, for the last, honestly, I tried mushrooms for the first time in Amsterdam in 2015. And I had like the best afterward, the best six months of my life after that. I was on it. That's their properties, right? Is they're supposed to like open your mind to creativity and stuff? Yeah. I mean, even more so than that. I mean, I don't know if you've read anything, but there are like studies happening. I don't know where I need to refine the article, but it's like on low doses of psilocybin. Yeah. It's out West. To treating, for treating, uh, patients with depression and it's it, so far the results seem pretty good but yeah i'm good i feel yeah. great and you're like you said you're working out you're going to therapy you're thinking about getting back into meditation you yeah can make it happen i need to yeah yeah and you've got two dogs and a cat yeah i'm not so wild about the cat but i love the two dogs <laughs> kittens just, are hard i've just never been a cat person and she's very vocal uh and i r- r- circling back to my days living in a five by eight and a half room in new york in that apartment, uh, a roommate of mine had a cat that he never changed a litter for, um, and the cat was just pissing and shitting under his bed. So our ah, apartment just smelled fucking hole. stunk. And I just like I have I have a hypersensitivity to. Can you smell the cats in this house? No, thankfully. Yeah, uh, which is there's great. two of them in two litter boxes. Yeah, but I can smell the cat in ours because I'm in I'm there all the time. Yeah. Uh, but we use pellets. That's what we use. We'll say, yeah, do you use pellets? Yeah, they're great because we got that. Obviously, yeah, because we got that from Tori. And I assume mm-hmm. cause since y'all's cats used to be roommates. Yep. Um, Tori, previous guest episode Ooh. 15, 14, somewhere around yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Look at us trying to remember. I know. She's great. I love yes. Tori so much. Oh, 
Spencer, I'm so grateful that you, you, you know, I knew Lindy before I knew you because oh, I yeah, knew Tori. Cool. And so they used to work together. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that, you know, you have become a part of this group and decided that you felt like you could come share your story yeah, man. with us. I love all y'all. I love like, it's so crazy. Cause when, when Lindy and I started dating, uh, there was there was an issue where you know she had lived in so many other places that she never really lived in Raleigh. I had all of these friend groups, and she like she had some friends, but she didn't have like her people. And like we had conversations where I was like, "Dude, you're awesome," and I just like kind of like gas her up a bit. And I was mm-hmm. like, "You're great. You're hot as fuck," which like only I can care about. <laughs> but uh, I was like, "You're you're so much fun. Like people would love you. You just need to put yourself out there." And like. Within a month, she was like, I have this amazing group of friends. And it was like Tori and Siva and you guys. And I remember the first time I met y'all, I was like, damn, these people are like a lot in a good way. I was like, we yeah, are a yeah. lot. Um, and <laughs> a it's lot cool. of energy in one space. <laughs> but y'all are like the most supportive people that I've ever met. And it's so – it's very, very cool. And I I actually sent uh, Katie and Marissa and all those girls a message after they came to the last Neptune show, which is a comedy show I run. And I was like, y'all come to every show and I never get a chance to say thank you or hug y'all. And like, it means so much to me. And on the reverse side, like same for for y'all. And like, y'all are always, y'all just, y'all support each other so fucking hard. And it's great. And I love it. Because it's like in comedy, which is the the community that I'm most plugged into, it's very, it's a very singular thing. Yes, you have your friends and like, Everyone's like when someone gets a, a cool show or a good opportunity, like you're happy for that person. But there's like a thing in you where you're like, well, but I wanted that, you know, like there's, there's still some animosity. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's competitive. And it's just like cool to see like unadulterated friendship. We try. It's I love something, it. You guys do a great job. It's something that we, you know, thank you. And it's nice to actually hear that someone notices that because I think we notice that in our friend group. And we actually yeah. talk about that a lot. It's been talked about when on various episodes with guests on this podcast that we have a friend group that we've worked very hard to curate yeah. in regards to like how we treat each other. And we've been through our ups and downs. Um, I've definitely had fights with people on this oh, podcast, sure. yeah. not on the podcast, but in our separate personal lives where you didn't, we know we didn't know if we'd survive some of those yeah. that we have because we care about our friendships. And I think because we value that and we demonstrate that the people that come into our friend group pick up on that and we're like, no, 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 we're not going to let you go. Right. Like we're going to fight and we're going to teach you how to fight and we're going to teach you how to value yourself to stay in this relationship or whatever it is. But yeah, y'all are great. And I'm like, I, I am not, it's funny for, cause for as extroverted as a person as I sound, I don't really like hanging out that much because I'm, I'm doing so much. So it's like, Lindy will be like, Hey, we're all doing this thing at, you know, a restaurant or a bar, and I'm like, I'm like, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm out of batteries, and it's cool that like, because I've had friends who have like tried to hang out with me, and I've been like, I am sorry, I can't, or I've made the plans and I've canceled like right before because I'm tired, and they've rightfully so. Those friends have ventured on because I did not give them the time. So it's very cool that like y'all are so understanding and cool of that because like I've not hung out with y'all so much. I mean, I do, I, but you know what I mean. And like, but it's like every time I'm around, everyone's so happy to see me. And it's like, it's awesome. And I'm happy to see them. And it's just like, it's a fun ass group of people. That's what I think we get it. You're human and you've got your own shit. And we're not going to fault you for that every time because you are who you are. And we still like you for that. Yeah, it's great. And I'm very thankful for y'all. 
Well, we're grateful yeah. for you. And tell me that mantra again. Tell us that mantra again, the words to live by that you said at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hate this because it's, like it's like I read it off a fucking sign that's in my house. <laughs> so it's like super not genuine. I love it. But uh, it says, comfort is a slow death. Uh, I don't know if, that, if that's healthy, but, <laughs> but it's how I feel. Well, I mean, something we say in the therapy world, right, is you got to be uncomfortable to grow. Yeah. And I've just always like, my parents have always pushed me to be the best person that I can be. I, and Lindy will confirm this, I think very highly of myself, even though I have these suicidal thoughts and I'm like, don't have a lot of self-confidence. I've, I guess is I, I am not into astrology. Every white woman that I know is. <laughs> I have crystals right here. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but it's like, Lindy's like, I'm an Aquarius. And she's like, you're very much an Aquarius. And I'm like, I get it. And she sends me like the memes and I'm like, yeah, that is me. And I hate that the a meme has figured God, me out. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's like I I never I have never wanted to be the person who is like I work in a cubicle from nine to five, I have a white picket fence and a wife and two kids and everything's perfect. And if you that's that's ju- that's me. That's that's fucking goals for someone. Like that was goals for me when I was fifteen because that's what I thought I wanted. But it's like I know now that I want something different than that, and that doesn't make that wrong. But it's like in order to achieve that, I have to I have to push myself to get there whatever there is right which means get out of your comfort zone 100 percent. yeah so whether that's yeah i mean I've, I've always done stuff like that i'm gonna talk for forever that's i love a, it yeah it's great we're gonna pl- plug stuff oh so fun okay tell us what's coming up what's happening for you how can we support you we'll put it all in the show notes yeah when uh when do you know when this is gonna come out if you don't it's fine yeah, no yeah. um it will be after labor day okay. september oh cool oh ooh, okay fun Let's see. So this is coming out in September. Uh, by this point, let's see. Uh, I have a podcast. That's my most favorite thing. It's called Bop or Flop Podcast. Uh, we had to add podcasts because there's another Bop or Flop, but they don't upload as much, and there's quality is really bad, and we don't like them. So, um, so yeah, Bop or Flop Podcast. By this point, let's see. Um, yeah, we'll have. I mean, close to like forty episodes. Uh, we'll be planning a live show in Raleigh in December. It would be awesome if you guys came to that. We don't. Yes. You can listen to that, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Uh, we have a website, bopperflop.com. Uh, we will, by that point, have merch, hats, shirts, stickers. We are so excited for the shirts. Yeah, I know everyone is. It's funny because we're like, we're trying so hard, but I'm also, it's like, I'm a perfectionist. So it's like, I don't want to release a shirt and it not be good. Sure. Uh, so it's like, I'm, that's something where like, I'm the hold up there and I understand that. And I'm sorry. So yeah, <laughs> podcast, bopperflop. Uh, I run a monthly comedy show. Um, called Neptune's Comedy. It uh, used to be in Neptune's, uh, which is uh, under Kings and Garland in downtown Raleigh. By September, I would hope that Neptune's is reopened and we're back in our home. But if not, we'll be running shows at the Optimist Raleigh, which is a great venue. Those people are amazing. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian. And if let's see, by September, I would hope that I'd have some dates all over. If you want to see where I'm going to be, if I'm going to be near you, um, you can go to godsfavoritecomedian.com. That is my website. I love it. Yeah. And that's it. Or if you want to follow me, I'm at Spencer Spicy on Instagram. I deleted Twitter, which is a huge victory for me because Twitter melts your brain. I mean, all social media does, but yeah. yeah, One at a time, right? Twitter, that's the first one to go. At Spencer Spicy on Instagram. That's where I think that's where you can get the most. You'll get everything there. Yeah, because I put I put the podcast, I put comedy, I'm putting everything on my Instagram because I love it. So yeah, y'all please follow too Bopper Flop on Instagram because then you get to vote on the songs. Yeah, we're oh that's right. It's Bopper Flop Pod on Instagram. 
Uh, yeah, and every week. So it's like if you don't know the premise of our podcast, we take a date or the guests or us take a date from the from history. And then we go and we look at the Billboard Top 10 from that date. And we talk about if those songs are still good or not. And it's funny because you'd think, well, they're in the top 10. Of course, of course they're good. But no, the fuck they're not. Uh, and it's crazy to like hear how some songs even got into like number one or Awful. just even in the top 10 at all. The uh, one that you played of with that, your guest, I think it was a couple months ago, but it was from 1992. Two, yeah, and all the top tens were like awful. Yeah, it's and crazy. It was just like flop, flop, flop. Uh huh. <laughs> and so we drop episodes every Tuesday, and then on Wednesday mornings, in our Instagram story, we because we vote on them obviously ourselves, my co-host and I, Jordan Scott Huggins, and we have a guest. But then we let you guys, the listeners, vote every Wednesday morning in our Instagram stories. We do a little poll with the song, and it's really fucking fun because we get like it's it's cool because like I don't know, it's just cool to see everyone's opinions. Yeah. I love it. And also form opinions on people based on those opinions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when people like flop a song, they're like, how? how oh my did gosh. You there's do been that? so many songs where it's like, we'll almost be like a hundred percent flop. And some like, cause we have listeners all over the country now, which is awesome. And I'm so thankful for that. But like some random kid in like Kansas will be like, Oh, I don't like outcast. Flop. Yeah. They're like, I hate you. Yeah. But that's it. That was a lot, <laughs> but I'm doing a lot, but yeah, that all boils down to at Spencer spicy on Instagram. Yes. Do it. Spencer. Thank you for, just being you for being vulnerable. Yeah, You're dude. a fellow DPC member for our previous listeners and guests. That's Dead Parents Club, which yeah. one day you're going to make it. You are overscheduled right now, but we're always going to be there. And yeah. there's always going to oh, be a man, spot you. said for one you. day you're going to make it. And I thought you were talking about dying. And I was like, yeah, dude, everybody <laughs> dies. But no, you meant, <laughs> you meant to the Dead Parents Club. That too. Yeah. Yes. No, one day you will make it to a meeting, not to that I point. Of yeah. <laughs> I'm actually stoked because like the way my schedule is going, I'm trying to take the last six weeks of the year off. Nice. And just like... Just exist. <laughs> get my shit together because I'm working so much right now with comedy that it's like pretty much right before Thanksgiving through the through New Year's, I'm like not doing any work other than like fixing my house. Yeah. So sounds like a good plan. I do that now too. I take the last two weeks of the year off every year. Yeah, I can't wait. Love it. Thank Spencer, you for having me. This you. has been so much fun. And sorry that it took me like three months to get this scheduled. <laughs> hey, no, I we're just grateful you're here. It was a long awaited and hopefully well reciprocated listen yeah, this was for so everyone. Much fun. Yeah. Thank you so much, Spencer. Cool. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and follow us on social media at I've Been Better.pod.